I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, Tina Chalmers. Hello! No Nick Owen this week, but I have a sneaking suspicion he'll be back next week. Now, before we dive in and start talking about everything, I'm going to say this is going to be a huge spoiler-filled episode. We're finally going to sit down and talk about Avengers Infinity War. I did like a little initial reaction um, episode last week, like 15 minutes, just me kind of trying to talk about the film, but basically just... Being at a loss for words and saying how epic it was. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a couple of very small news items, a quick trailer discussion, and then we're going to dive into it. So if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, don't listen to this or like stop when we, you know, once we, once we say like we're doing the yeah, review. watch Infinity War first and yeah. then listen to this episode. Yeah. Or if you want to listen to this episode, once we're like we're done with this, we're going to review Infinity War. Stop. Go to the movie. Come back because yeah. we're going to go deep and we're going to spoil it. And believe me, it's worth not knowing. Um, how have you been anyway? Oh, I've been shit. Yeah, you've had a rough week. Yeah, I've had a really rough week, so... But, you know, life goes on, we continue, we persevere. I mean, it probably doesn't help, it probably doesn't help that, like, you've been cutting sugar out of your diet for the last two weeks as well, like... Well, not really, I haven't really been cutting... Like, but you've cut it out more than usual, like, yeah. you've definitely lowered your intake. I've gone pretty much cold turkey, although I did have donuts the other day, which was amazing. Um, and there's been talk of ice cream dogs tomorrow, which is like a weird mm. hot dog, but instead of a hot dog, it's ice cream with like a sweet bun, I think. Yeah. It's like a honeycomb one. Unless it's like a corn dog. No, no, because it was like, like a picture of a bun with like ice cream oh, and like so topping it, actually, it actually had a picture. Yeah. So, oh, ultra feast, I can't wait. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's just me yeah. getting excited about food. Um, now I have a ton of news stories, but I'm not going to go through all of them today because... There's stuff that we can we can hold off on. Um, what I'll do is I will talk about the stuff that's relative to today's discussion, and then I'll also do, throw in one little thing that's kind of breaking news as well. Yeah. Um, so, in case you didn't see Avengers yet, if you're the one person who didn't, um, Avengers Infinity War broke every record. Oh, nice. It is now the highest opening domestic box office of all time in America, which... Uh, so, does that mean it's pegged... Uh, what's his name off its spot? Avatar off its spot? Or is Avatar still the number one? No, no, Avatar's not even in the conversation for that. Because um, I think originally it was like Star Wars. I think it was just like Force Awakens, Last Jedi, then Black Panther. They were the top three. Yeah. Now Avengers Infinity War has made $258 million in its opening weekend. Just in America, including worldwide, so inclusive, it was like two hundred. Sorry, $630 million. So in one weekend, in like mm. five days, it made over ha- uh, half a billion dollars. Wow. Um, so... Hopefully, the trend will keep going up. We'll see it break a few more records. It sounds like it's had like the biggest opening of all time in numerous countries. Uh, when I looked at the list, Australia wasn't included, but I feel like we probably broke it here as well. Yeah. I know, most people I know have seen it uh, at least twice. Yeah. 
Like, it's one of those films you can't just see once. Like, when I got out of it, I was like... There's so much to unpack in it. So, I mean, mm. that word's been used a lot. But, like, I mean, we talked about it before, um, out, out, off the show. But, like, when I got out of the theatre, or when the credits started to roll, I was just kind of, like, in awe of what I'd seen. I wasn't sure what to say. Like, we kind of spoke a little bit, but I didn't initiate any, any conversation. I was just, like, trying to, like, deal with it. And then, like, we barely talked on the way to the car. And then in the car, I didn't have my iPod on. I just literally like, took the whole drive home in silence. And then the next morning, we barely spoke about it. You're like, how do you feel mm. about it now? I'm like, I don't know. I'm still unpacking it. Like, we, like literally, this is the first time we're going to properly speak about this movie. We really haven't spoken about it all that much. Yeah. Um, which isn't unusual. Like, sometimes we don't talk about movies. We might save it for the show. But this one in particular just felt like there's so much going on. Mm. Um, so we saw it again like two days later. Um, and I probably will see it at least a third time. Maybe a fourth. There we go. But um, I, I've been digging this film a lot, so... I still don't have a score for it, though, although I think I'm close. I think this morning I kind of had an idea of what my score for it would be, but that's for later discussion. Um, so that, so that's huge. That's amazing. Um, and then the uh, other little bit of news was, uh, it's still Marvel news, hot off the uh, the heels of Avengers Big Money, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a new poster and a new trailer. Oh, a new poster. Mm. So I'll show you that in a second. That's uh, right, you talk, I'll look it up. Yeah, um, we just watched the trailer, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I kind of thought maybe they'd wait a little bit longer. Feel like, but I guess because the trailer was pretty funny, I thought like, the trailer had like some good comedy in it. I think maybe following Infinity War, you they're like, let's you know, kind of let's look to the future of the MCU. Like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. So which that's, one is it? This uh, red, they're this all white they're, one. they're all not that white one. They're, this the one like this one here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah. It is um, cool. So yeah, um, and then actually, I'll, I'll drop in one more um, little nugget of information before Michelle's wife is in it. Yeah, she's playing uh, Hope Van Dyne's mum, so the wasp's mother, the original ah, wasp. Ah, cool. So if you remember in the original Ant Man, like she got lost in the quantum yeah, that's realm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this film, it sounds like Hank Pym's got his own storyline where he's going to try and find her. Like now that, because remember at the end of the first one, like he he like. Paul Rudd went into the quantum realm and came back, and that had never been possible yeah. before. Mm. So now that he knows about that, I think he's going to be trying to find his wife. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, a rumor has dropped about Avengers 4. Nothing to do with character or story, anything like that. Just that this film, they think, uh, people expect it's probably going to be three hours long. Wow. Yeah. Which I've heard that. I, that I, makes sense. I kind of suspected that this, this, you know, Infinity War was going to be three hours long. Mm. And when they said it was like two and a half, I was like, oh. I kind of got that feeling when I heard Justice League was only two hours. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's enough time. Um, we'll get to it, but like, it was plenty of time. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Like, even if, even if it is only two and a half hours long, like, don't worry. Mm. Yeah, after this film, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, they, you know, if you do it two and a half hours, do it. If you want three hours, do it. If you want to do a four-hour extended cut, Peter Jackson style, uh-huh. do it. Like, uh, I, I'm all in. Like, anyway. Uh, and the last little bit of information has nothing to do with comic books, but I just thought it was kind of cool because um, it's something we've talked a little bit about in the show before. It's a sitcom we, we're a big fan of. And just to hear like a little bit of news like this, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, and it ties directly in with Avengers, actually, because the directors of Avengers worked on the show. Um, Arrested Development Season 5 is coming very, very soon. Oh, cool. The guy put up a message today basically saying... Uh, you, you're not gonna like it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's gonna be dropping very soon. Like we don't have a release date, we're not doing any announcements yet. You haven't seen any footage, and it seems weird to do it this late. But we just want to kind of keep it under wraps. But we're done, and the show's gonna be very ready very soon. Mm. And he goes, but on top of that, um, I know that a lot of people had issues with season four, so um, 
this Friday on Netflix, we're dropping what we're calling Arrested Development Season 4, The Remix. And he goes, what I've done is I've gone back through the entire show, all like 13 episodes or whatever it was. And he goes, I've gone... Of Season 4? Yeah. Yep. He goes, I've recut them all into a 22-episode season. So they're not... Instead of like them being like 30, oh, okay. 30 yeah. and 40 minutes long... And he goes, and I've cut them the way the first three seasons were cut. So now all the stories will be overlapping yeah, and interlocking. Yeah, yeah. He goes, so hopefully, like, he goes, you know, I'm very proud of season four the way it is anyway. But obviously, like, people had some issues with it. And considering season five is going to be more in line with what the first three seasons were like, I want to give everyone the view experience that they could. Wow, that's really generous. Because not a lot of people would do something like that. Would, like, not all, I would feel that a lot of directors of TV shows and movies would be like, oh, it's too bad if people didn't like it. You know, it is what it is and I'm happy with it. That's actually really generous of him well, I think to like, go, you know what? No, like I'll recut it so that people can enjoy it. Well, I think he's doing it for himself as well. And also like with, I, I think part of it is also like, you know, you want season five to be a success. Like he wants to be successful. Yeah. And it's going to be tough. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to rewatch that show before I watch season five. And first three seasons are very easy to watch. And then you get to season four and you just kind of hit stumbling blocks. Yeah. Um, like, we watched it the first time. We're like, oh, that isn't too bad. That isn't as bad as everyone said. When we rewatched it recently, we're like, oh, let's dive into season four. No, I remember season four the first time watching it. I reckon the first episode, we were like, that wasn't too bad. And then by the time we got to the third, we were like, oh. It did take us a while. But they were a lot longer as well. So he's changed it. So they're going to be snappier, like kind of quicker cut. Like, yeah. unfortunately, you can't de-age some of the actors. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the actors look, I mean, like, George Portia de Rossi looks really strange in that season. She does, and so does um, David Cross actually as well. Like, oh, he looks okay, a bit, yeah. l- little bit off. Everyone else kind of looks the same. Mm. Like George Senior and Lucille, like they were always yeah, old, yeah, so that's yeah, fine. That's right. And George Michael's lost a lot of weight because he's not a, a child anymore. Like mm. you know, uh, Michael Sarah, like obviously, was a, always reminds me of my brother. <laughs> <laughs> like my brother looks nothing like him, but there's just something a little bit like mm. him. In the face that looks like my brother. <laughs> but, um, so there's a recut coming out this Friday. Um, and he said, you know, we've cut it, like, in a different way. So hopefully, like, he goes, you know, we thought maybe, like, by cutting it a different way, like, some of the jokes might land better. We might find that, like, by intercutting the episode, you might find it flow better as well. So... Okay, yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, the storylines haven't changed. Yes, that's but right. But hopefully, like, by returning that format... To that format that worked, mm. we might see some differences. So I, when I read that, I was really excited. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I really want to watch season four now. Like, I want to give it another go. Like, so hopefully, and again, like those long episodes, like something like forty minutes long, forty five minutes long. I'm like, this is too long for an Arrested Development episode. Yeah, like, it's too long for a sitcom, especially when it's only one character. Yeah, that was the thing as well. Like each episode mm. was kind of like it was like Michael's story one, Buster's story one, and then they yeah. go through and do it like multiple times. Whereas this, it feels like it's going to be more of a return to form. So. That just that news kind of just dropped today. Um, so when's that being released? This Friday. This coming Friday. So wow. by the time this episode goes up, uh, it'll be like less than twelve hours away. Yeah. Um, so I'm super psyched for that. That might be what part of my weekend is dedicated to, like giving another <laughs> chance. But that's really cool. I'm down with that. And yeah, you're right. Like you very rarely see that, unless it's like you know, like a director's cut of a movie, or whatever. Um, like. But I feel like the director's cut is what the director does first, and then shows it to the studio, and studio mm. goes, no, 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 change it. And so then the director changes it for what the studio says. Whereas this, I feel like it's because he received backlash. And he's like, you know what? This is for the fans and the mm. fans will appreciate it. And I think that's actually really mm. nice and refreshing. Because so often you feel like um, Hollywood directors, whether it's a TV show or a movie, are just like, 
fucking suck it up. I mean, like, how I met your mother? Yeah. There's no way that the director of that last episode would have been like, oh, like, I'll do it again for you, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Although, didn't, didn't actually, didn't they? They released, they released an alternate ending. Apparently, yeah. apparently there is an extended cut as well, because there's certain things that hadn't been addressed. Ah, okay. I've yeah. never watched the extended cut. I have watched the alternate ending, even after refusing to. I was like, I'm never going to watch that alternate ending. I hate that last episode. Mm. Rewatch the alternate ending made me cry. Mm. So, <laughs> like, it was done really well. But I was just like, but I still ending. So, I'm like, why wasn't this the ending? Yeah. Um, well, you never get, you never get, um, David Cameron. You wouldn't get David Cameron. You know, going... James Cameron? James Cameron, sorry. Yeah, yeah David Cameron the, was the former British Prime Minister. Mm. Um, you never get James Cameron being like, okay, I'll recut this because the audience... Uh, like I think he's done director's cuts as well because he did like... No, but what I'm saying is that's different to a yeah. director's cut. A director's cut is what the director wants to do mm. and how he wants the movie to be done originally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, he, like the uh, Mitch Hurwitz is the creator or was also very, very much like, look, I'm not going to lie, it's also about money. Like, I want, pe- I want this to be successful, I want people to, yeah. you know... To, to watch it, enjoy it, you know, keep the show going. So there's that incentive as well. But um, also, he hasn't been really doing much lately. Like, aside from mm. playing Kugler on Ca- Community, I can't remember anything else he did. So, just recently. Which one's Kugler? It's in the Meow Meow Beans episodes. This is like that yeah. random, and they're like, Kugler! Oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's Mitchell, it's the creator of. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, like, creator's a little bit different. Like, with TV shows, a little bit different. Like, the creator isn't necessarily the director. Like, yeah. he's like, the concept and wrote all the characters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I read that and I, was, I thought that was really cool, especially because that's like one of our favourite sitcoms. I'm like, that's definitely yeah. worth, you know, talking about. So, so yeah. That's all for news. I mean, there is more, but I'll oh. wait till Nick gets back. Like, yeah, cause, cool. Because I want to try and, like, once we get started, we're going to talk for a while, I think, about yeah. this Avengers movie. Um, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to break format a little bit. We're going to jump into trailer trash. I just showed you two new trailers because, like, these came out that they're probably worth talking about. Oh, I was like, you're making so much noise, and I'm like, that's oh, trailer trash. I yeah. didn't even realise. Um, so the first trailer we watched was, as we mentioned, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, now, we can't say too much about this in relation to Infinity War, obviously, because that would be a spoiler. But I will say this. If, if this film is taking place after Infinity War, they did a really good job of not addressing Infinity War. Like, yeah. Um, although I have heard rumours that it actually takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So um, we'll find out, I guess, closer to the date. Yeah. But I always thought it was meant to ha- happen... Is meant to be part of the connective tissue between the two yeah. of films. Mm. Um, I like it, man. I was I watched it this morning and then I just watched it again. I, I really dig it, like especially after rewatching Ant Man. Um, I'm really on board with this character. Like it seems really fun, and even though Infinity War is a lot of fun, it's also very dark and it, you know gets you know goes all mm. all over the spectrum. But this is a lot of fun. Seems a lot more action heavy this time. Yeah, uh, and that seems to have a lot to do with the Wasp. Seems a lot more criminal damage done to. Public property, government property. Mm. Um, which you a know, lot more of that. Which uh, yeah. So that was kind of a, it was a little, yeah, it's a little connected tissue to what we're going to talk about later. Mm. Um, but yeah, I dig Evangeline Lily as the wasp. It's good to see her get like. It feels like it's both their movies. It's like it's Ant Man's wasp and his trusty sidekick. Like she's clearly yeah. the one who's trained and like more experienced. Her own. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the look of Ghost. I'm not very familiar with her from the comics, mm, but yeah. I was, um, I don't know, that was the first time I ever saw that. I thought it was cool how she could, like, phase That's what things. I mean. I don't mean, like, this with the character design. I meant more, like, I like the look of, like, what she's doing in there. Like, yeah. she's moving through, like, she like she went to kick Ant-Man, like, her, like, went straight through a wall without breaking it and So stuff. her name is Ghost. That's the character name, yeah. And what, what do we know about her? I know, pretty much, like, pretty much what I've seen in the trials. Like, I haven't read, you know... So any... she's not a bug. 
I don't think so. But yeah. it looks like to me like she must have got her hands on some similar technology to the Ant-Man suit. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, the way her suit moves and the things it does, it feels like it might be kind of connected to the Pym Particle. Yeah. Um, and also we saw a little bit of a, a teaser of um, Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath. Mm. Uh, which is cool. Um, in the Who's com- Goliath? So he, I do know about Goliath. So in the comics, he isn't called Goliath. It's called Black Goliath. Cleverly, drop the, the prefix because mm. <laughs> it isn't necessary. But he kind of is is similar to Giant, like Ant Man when he is Giant Man. He can just make himself grow. Mm. Like um, he was a big part of the Civil with War. the use of a suit or not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I feel, I feel like it's more of like a he a, could just turn just you. a power he had. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is always weird. Like I remember when they said you know. They hint at giant men being civil war. I'm like, that's going to look weird because it's going to be a guy in a suit, like, just tall. Mm. And even though, like, we've seen, you know, Thanos at this point, we've seen so many ridiculous things. I was like, that's going to look so weird. Just like a regular guy, just like super tall. Like, <laughs> um, but the Ant Man suit certainly helps. I think they'll probably give him a suit in this film if he does end up going big. Yeah. But um, my thing is, like, why would you put Goliath in this movie if he's not, not going to live up to his name? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, what did you think of the trailer? Um. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I I don't know, like I didn't really have I wasn't like, Oh my god mm. I was just like, Yeah, that looks cool. Like I'd be happy to watch that. I um um yeah, I liked the first Ant Man, so mm. I'd definitely watch that one. Um I feel like the Mexican guy Michael Pena? Yeah, I feel like he's not speaking in his Mexican accent in the trailer. I did find, like, when we were watching, the sound was a little bit hard to hear. I think maybe it's just the way it's cut, like, because there's a lot, of, a lot of sound going on as well. Like, yeah. I, even though I've watched it twice now, I did miss a couple of lines. I was like, I was like, oh, like, yeah. So, it might just be the editing. Yeah. Um, I do like how it seems like he's, like, organised crime now. Sort yeah. Something like that. But not as in, like, mafia sort of thing. So, yeah. I thought that was, that was cool um mm, nicely everyone's back as well like that whole crew is the same crew like they yeah. back mm. the only thing i'm not sure about and i don't know why it was in the trailer it's such a weird thing was the giant ant playing the drums yeah i don't know what that is um unless it's like because you know how the daughter kept the ant yeah yeah well, that's what i think it maybe is, probably she's is. training him to play the drums like, i don't know like that like that to me like felt like kind of like oh we can get an action figure out of this i feel like that would be the opening scene like you hear this, uh, yeah, as like risky business or something. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? absolutely. That's what I feel like it would be definitely. Um, that was the only thing that, like, I mean, look, it was weird out of context, but yeah. I've been like Marvel have very rarely done us wrong, so I'm, I'll stick with the weird ant playing drums. Yeah. Um, even though it was very weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think it's also clever, like they drop the. Like, it makes so much sense that this movie happens next now. It's like after something like Infinity War, which is so grand and epic and kind of like Lord of the Rings in space. Yeah. It makes total sense to be like, you know what? We're going to break things up with, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, mm. still like a lot more action-packed than the first Ant-Man, but a much smaller, like no pun intended. Like, it's a very much more personal story, much more grounded, like... Yeah. Because you're going to know that. Cause once it, once but it does seem bigger than the first Ant-Man. Yeah. That being said, like it's still, it seems a lot grander. Well, yeah, like Ant Man kind of takes place in like two rooms, like really. Yeah. Like, um, but you know, once we get to Captain Marvel, that's gonna be in space again. Then we get to Avengers Four, whatever that is. Mm. It's just gonna be like crazy again. So it's good that they had this little small one in the middle. I think so. It makes sense. Marvel know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then the next trailer we watched uh, was for Teen Titans Go to the Movies, 
which is the um, <laughs> the first full trailer. They had a teaser a little while ago, which I really liked. Um, I never watched Teen Titans Go ever. I've been watching the cartoons. I know it's kind of a really divisive cartoon amongst fans because some people find it a little bit too silly, like a little bit too like on the nose. Like they find well, it is for kids. Yeah, I know, but like I think maybe it's like not for thirty-year-old men. I understand that, mm. but like even most of us like will grab what it like. There was a time where there was so little available. There was so little yeah. like, kind of superhero stuff available. Like, just grab what you can. Like, mm. and I think maybe they didn't like the, uh, this. Also followed like Young Justice, which was like a very serious take on all the sidekicks oh, okay, and stuff. Yeah. And so I think people were kind of like, "What the hey?" But then like you have like Batman Brave and the Bold as well, which is totally kid friendly yeah. and silly. Um, I I feel I was I actually didn't know that Teen Titans Go was DC. I thought like. Every time I saw it on TV, I thought it was made-up superheroes. Okay. Um, but I, I, because I, yeah, so I knew nothing that I knew nothing about Teen Titans Go. I always watched um, Superhero Squad. Yeah, the Marvel one, which is also yeah, very kid friendly. Which I love. And I would actually say is more kind of kiddie than this show. Like super, oh, okay. Like Superhero Squad really felt like it was designed for like young kids, whereas yeah. this. There's definitely jokes in there for everyone. Like, there's jokes in there, like the, de- yeah. the Deadpool joke, which, you mm. know, kids aren't watching Deadpool. They might know who Deadpool is, but they're not watching Deadpool. It's like my, my niece is eight, or mm. our niece now. Our niece is eight, yeah. Our niece is eight, and our nephew is six. Mm. I feel like Teen Titans Go is more targeted towards my niece, our niece, whereas um, uh, Superhero Squad is probably more targeted towards our nephew. Mm. Although I reckon he'd love this as well. Oh, he'd love it. Oh, my God, he'd yeah. love it. He, he probably already has every episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I thought the trailer was really funny, like, really cute. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Um, um, I mean, I don't think it's something that I'd go and see in cinemas. Yeah, fair enough. Because, like, I don't have kids, sort of thing like that. Um, and, like... I don't know, like, I mean, I'm not invested in Teen Titans yeah. Go, do you know what I mean? If yeah. it's something that I was invested in, sure. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'd probably watch it. Like, yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought, I thought that funny. I thought the opening joke, the first joke is so funny, where they're sitting in the theatre and, like, they think it's the Robin movie because the R comes yeah. up and this reveals to be the Alfred movie. <laughs> He's cleaning up the streets. It's so <laughs> genius. It's so funny. Um, yeah, and like they're all there, like it's like it, that is the Teen Titans, like it's Robin and Raven and Beast Boy and Starfire and and Cyborg. Like Cyborg isn't really part of the Justice League, even though they put him in the movie. Like he's part of the Teen Titans. Mm. Um, and there's some really cool things there. Like, oh, it's like Teen Titans, an actual thing. Yeah, it's all the sidekicks. Why is it called Teen Titans? Because they're like teenagers. Oh, okay. Because all the sidekicks are like teenagers. So like before this show existed. There was Teen Titans in the comics. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, that's what I mean by I know nothing yeah, about yeah. Teen Titans. So, like, it's actually... It, and actually now in the Teen Titans, there's two... Well, there's, like, two Robins. Like, there's Dick Grayson, who is Robin, who's now Nightwing. Yeah. And Damian Wayne Robin. And, like, Damian Wayne, like, really crash, that clashes with the other ones because he's, like, all, like, steadfast and strong-headed and, like, doesn't need a team. He wants to be by himself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, but, yeah, even though I haven't read much Teen Titans, I've seen a couple of animated films. Um, I dug it a lot. I thought it was really fun. I thought the jokes were really good. Like, even that, like the story, that, like, the, like you know, what heroic things you've done. He's like, what about the time we found all that food and we yeah. ate it and we didn't save anyone? It's like save room for dessert. And, and, like, it's like, and then like the speakers come out. It's like, yeah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's like a little joke, like little like info that the person voicing Superman is Nicolas Cage. Oh really? 
really? Because then that oh, because he was supposed to be Superman, Superman in the '90s. Right. Never worked out, so he finally had to play Superman. Uh, and then Will Arnett as Deathstroke, which I thought was really cool. Um, so now he's played Batman and Deathstroke. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I actually might go and see this. So I thought it was really fun, really cute. Like, a little bit silly and stuff, but that's fine. Like, Lego Batman was silly. And it was super successful and really good as well. Well, so. maybe we could take our niece and nephew. Yeah, totally. To go uh, see it. That's the excuse that I'm going to use to go see <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, I dug it. I was, I, I, I'm all like, it was really good. And... You know, it's kind of a simple pr- premise, like, but to get the villain to take over the minds of all the actual heroes, so they have to prove themselves, it's, you know, it's, mm. it, it works. Like, it, it's worked in the past, it'll work again. Like, it's, it's a cool little concept and stuff. And I love that the whole movie's about them wanting to get a movie made about them. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. um, so, yeah, and there's so many, like, li- like the same way with, like, Lego Batman has so many references. Like, it's, you know, st- uh, like, Polka Dot Man, and Calendar mm. Man, and Kite Man. Like, there was, like, this, like, Swamp Thing was in there. Like, all these other little characters and stuff that were, like, kind of lesser known. Which I thought was really cool. Like, you can tell they're, you know, fans of the... Like, the people working this love DC stuff. So, that was great. Um, but that's all the trailers we watched. Nice. So, at this point in the episode, I'm going to say, if you haven't seen Infinity War, turn the show off. Pause it, go see Infinity War, come back, and then listen. And if you don't care about spoilers, or you do, you're not going to watch it, I guess keep listening... But go see it. Like, seriously. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Go go see it. Um, we're going to give you like a couple of seconds to turn this off, and then we're going to start talking about Avengers Infinity War. Five, four, three, two... Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, we went and saw Avengers Infinity War twice. We went and saw it Thursday night in Gold Class. Yep. Great, great way to see it. I love... That yep. was my favourite way to see it. I don't go to Gold Class a lot because pricey, but um, having the cinema... To yourself, basically. Yeah. And you know because it's pricey, everyone's going to respect the space. Like, no one's yeah, going to be... Yeah, no one's going to be putting up their bare feet up next to your face. Or texting or anything. Yeah. Although, I do think maybe I was the loudest person in the cinema. Because, like, when things happened, I gasped. <laughs> That's um, right. Um, but, like, the only problem was that my, my very large milkshake was in my way a little bit. But that was okay. Mm. Like, this is the price you pay. For. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and now after doing that, like I'm, I'm spoiled now. I'm like, oh, I want to do gold class again. Like we should do gold class more often. Um, and then the second time we saw it was at our regular theater at Readings in Churnside. Um, I want, I like plugging them because they're my favorite theater to go to. A um, little bit more annoying. We had some teenagers talking, and they kind of were talking a lot. Um, not too bad, but like every now and then we got quiet, like because the film's very quiet at points. It's like, mm. shut up. Uh, but didn't detract from my enjoyment from the film that much. Um, Although I will say this, the second time around, the emotional beats didn't hit me as hard, and I think it's because I saw them so, the movies. Look at this guy. Look, he's literally trying to like spread a cushion into a blanket. <laughs> what a maniac! Um, you got your spot yet? He's trying to turn into there a. Yeah, go. there we go. Um, because I saw it, I think so quickly, like the emotional beats, because I knew where they were coming from. It was, like, harder to... Like, I didn't cry the second time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've taken a little bit of time off. I think I'm going to wait till next Wednesday when I have off. I'm probably going to see it a third time. I think then I'll probably get those emotional hits again. Um, before we start spoiling things, what did you think? I still don't know. Yeah. I still don't know. Like, I must really like it mm. because I do keep talking about it. And I do keep mentioning... Can I have some of that, please? And I do keep mentioning how um, I go, you know, it's really, really good. It's really awesome. 
and all that sort of stuff. It's a great film to talk about with people, but the problem is so many people still, like people still haven't seen it. Yeah. And all I wanted to do the minute I fin- I've seen, like not the minute it finished because I definitely need that time to just process it. Like it's a heavy film. Yeah. But like once I was ready to talk about it, all I wanted to do was talk about it. And I had to wait, I think, till yeah. Sunday when most of the people I'd worked with had seen I, it. I no, I really, 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 really like it. Um, I still don't know what I'd score it, but I think like you, I'm getting closer to a number. Mm. I, um, um, it's, yeah, like, I'll say this, like, it's two and a half hours, we saw it twice, and we knew everything was coming the second time around, didn't feel like two and a half hours. No, the pace of it is so good. And I think part of the thing is that this film is basically three third acts. Yeah. Like, you don't have to introduce the characters, really, because we know all the characters. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do too much setup because you know what the film's about, like, in terms of, like, what the concept is, and the opening scene... Like, sets up everything you need to know. Um, I can't believe how good the villain development is. Mm. Um, because even, like, people are like, we've seen Thanos so many times. Not really. Yeah. Like, a second in Avengers. Yeah. Three seconds in Age of Ultron. Yeah. He's in Guardians a little bit, but pretty much we've had no Thanos development. And in the opening scene, and here come the spoilers, guys, he beats the Hulk so easily. Yeah. That opening scene is incredible. Like, um... With Incredibly the... heartbreaking. Yeah. Because Loki dies. That was which I which I think we talked about before we went yeah, inside. Like we did. I figured like it was it had to happen. Like we knew it was but he coming. He did it like <sighs> Okay, it's a really good movie, but there is one thing that has pissed me off the entire film. Mm. And that is everyone is so fucking dumb. No, but here's the thing, and I, I agree because there are like I, I think the two people you probably talked about Probably Loki, um, and the second one would be Star Lord. No, why Star Lord? Because of what he does on Titan later on in the fight. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that. Mm. But the thing is, is that okay? So Loki is the trickster. He's the god of trickster, whatever. Yeah. And his idea to kill Thanos is to stand face to face with Thanos while the children of Thanos are standing behind him and. Uh, make a knife in his hand and then attack him. Like, obviously Thanos is going to stop that. Like, you're a fucking idiot, Loki. I think the idea behind it was, um, and it's really beautifully done because... But even if he did hit Thanos... No, 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 that's what I was saying. I don't think it was that. I think the idea was... All Thanos wants is the, the stone. Once he's got the stone, he doesn't care anymore. Like, if you watch throughout the film... He's actually like a pretty honourable villain, even though there are some things you cannot excuse. But like in terms of like, there's a, a scene later on with um with Iron Man, um and and Doctor Strange and Thanos and Doctor Strange is basically like, you know, don't kill him, like please don't kill him. I'll I'll give you the stone. And Thanos is like, if you give me the stone, I'll, I'll spare his life. So that's fine. And he's like a villain that keeps his bargains. No, he doesn't, because another two times in the movie they were like, he took the stone and he killed everyone. That's what they said in the stories. They go that he took the stone, and he killed everyone afterwards. Like he, they all like he did. He he said he wasn't going to do it. I know. And I know. Then he turned around and then he went and fucking did it. I know what you're talking about. So the first would be Xander, like the place with the Nova Corps. Yeah. So what happened in that? What is suggesting that is that he was met with resistance. If they had just given him the stone, he would have taken it. But they didn't, so he destroyed the entire city and then took the stone for himself. And the second thing I think of, it actually wasn't the stone, it was the gauntlet being built by Eitri the Dwarf. 
Oh, yeah. And again, like he said, if you make this one with your life, it'll be your own. He never said, like, he'd, um, like, everyone would be free to go. Because yeah. then he'd have a whole planet of weapon builders to come after him. Mm. So, um, so I. Alright, Thanos. No, 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 look, believe me. He's horrible. Mm. And, like, because the first time, like, and that was one of the things I had to reckon with. Like, when I came out the film, I'm like, it's kind of right. Like, even though, like, I'm really bummed out and I certainly wouldn't endorse it myself, like, I can actually see his point of view. And it takes a while to unpack that because you have to remember that there are certain things that he does. We just like, like when Nebula's on his ship and we're jumping all around, and we will get back to it. Mm. Like she broke on his ship like a year ago, whatever he said, and he's been torturing her nonstop for a year. Mm. So like, if he was that great, he wouldn't be doing that sort of stuff. There's certain things he definitely does mm. that, are, that are awful, but that that's what makes him such a great villain. And I felt like in the cinema, I was like, remember when we saw Force Awakens? I was like, that's what A New Hope must have felt like the first time anyone saw it. Like, it was yeah. After watching this, I was like, oh, that's what Darth Vader was. When people saw Darth Vader for the first yeah. time, like that's, I was like, oh, I get it now. Because mm. so, he's, like, he's very complex and has so many layers. Um, the thing about Loki, um, so I think the idea was that he knew that Thanos would probably, that he would kill everyone to get the stone. So he offered up the stone and offered up the idea of a sacrifice where like, if Thanos is challenged by Loki, he's going to kill Loki, but once he's got the stone, he's probably going to stop, which gives Thor the chance to survive. I think he was trying to do that one last right for his brother, because Loki really hasn't been a villain since, I don't know, Avengers? Like, he's kind of been on this upward mm. track now to being a good guy again. Mm. Um, but yeah, that opening that opening scene on their ship is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Loki gets that awesome callback as well to the first Avengers, where he's like, we have a Hulk. Yeah. Um, which I remember when that happened for the time, I was like... Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. You were like, oh my, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Um, I love the children of Thanos. Um, I think they're all pretty well done. I think I don't love the children of Thanos. Well, well I'm just kind of like I'll, yeah. I'll rank them in reverse order, and I, I'll see if you agree. I think the weakest is Cull Obsidian, who is the big Hulk-like one. Yeah, and I think he's basically just there to be the muscle. Like he doesn't really have yeah. any. Is there, I think he has lines, but it sounds like he's just like, Rah! like that's what yeah. it sounds like his lines. I think third would be um, Corvus Glaive, who's like the elf-looking guy with the sphere. Like, very cool-looking, like a lot of fire. I would actually say he's the one who's last. Because uh, at least the big hulking guy had more to do. Well, I, I like... I feel like I only saw that guy, like, twice. I like uh, Corvus Glaive because he had the weapon that could deflect the Mind Stone. Like, he had some cool fights, oh, okay. some cool fight stuff. Mm. And, like, and that scene with Scarlet Witch and Vision... And the, like them in the train station is incredible. Mm. Um, then I'll, second, I would say for me is Proxima Midnight, which is the girl. Yeah, I really like her, and she has a lot of dialogue as well, which is great. Like, that really helps. Yeah, see, I would put her first. I know, but my number one is Ebony Moore, who's the guy they call Squidward. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I love how Shakespearean he is. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's mm. the herald of the villain. He's like. Mm. I do like how he just like drops his fingers and yeah. things split in his half. His powers are really cool, yeah, and like he's gone. Cool. Like then I rip it off your corpse. Yeah, like I, I really liked his voice, and yeah, he's gone. Like I think forty minutes in, like he doesn't last very long in the film at all. He's the first one to go. Um, but no, the one who no, the one with the spear is the first one to go. No, he's there at the very end. Oh, is he? Yeah, because yeah, he gets stabbed. Yeah, like Vision stabs him at the end. Mm. Um... But I thought, again, like, considering, like, we all knew about Thanos, at least going into this film, like, we hadn't really seen much of him. We were like, oh, okay, we know who Thanos is, we've seen him a couple of times. He's got a glove with some stones. Um, 
But these guys, I was like, and that's going to be the sub-villains. And I was like, oh, that's tough. They're going to have five villains in this movie. None of them have had any introductions. Like, that's going to be, you know, could be tough, you know, explaining them and giving them development. But I thought for the most part, like, they did a pretty good job. Like, mm-hmm. again, those bottom two had less to do. But the talking ones, great. Like, So my question is, mm-hmm. if they're the children of Thanos, mm-hmm. and Gamora is like... Thanos's daughter and Nebula's like Thanos's daughter. Mm-hmm. Are they also supposed to be children of Thanos? Okay, so children of Thanos is kind of like it's like a nickname. Basically, they're, they're also referred to as the Black Order, and basically they're kind of religious followers of him. Like they're okay. not necessarily his actual children. Um, same way, Gamora. Well, Gamora's not actually his child. No, Gamora and Nebula were also both like well, they were both kidnapped. Yeah. Um, so does that mean like Squid was Squidward was kidnapped? Um, I don't know. I feel like Thanos. I think Thanos is such kind of like an impending like figure. Like certain like people from like all over the galaxy just kind of flocked to him. They're like, we buy his message like like Nazis. Yeah. They're kind of like we we get it. We're on board. I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, oh, there's so much. Like that's the first scene. <laughs> there's so much to unpack. Um, you know what? Let's we'll, let's we'll change gears a little bit. What was your favorite part of the film? Do you think? Um. Um. What happens between? So so the the pro- process of it was like. Um, you want the to donut sit? comes down, the Iron Man and Spider-Man get onto the donut mm-hmm. and they're trying to save Doctor um, Strange. Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. And then whilst in, on Earth, you've got the Edinburgh scene mm-hmm. and then it goes into Wakanda. The first thing you went to Avengers Headquarters. Okay, Avengers Headquarters. And Rhodey's there and he's talking to... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go to Wakanda. Then they go to Wakanda. Um, and, and then, then we go to the space. Big fight in Wakanda, and then there's space. The big and fight. Four bit. Yeah, the big fight in Wakanda is at the very end. Um and um, the there's a fight on Titan. There's with... a fight on Titan, and then he goes and he gets Gamora. No, they go to they go to um the collector. Yes. And then there's Gamora. Gamora gets kidnapped gets by kidnapped, Thanos. Yeah, and then they go to the other planet, and then he sacrifices her. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to Earth. No, he goes to Titan first. And no, that's he goes what, to Titan first. And that's where he fights. And that's, yep. And then after that, then he goes to Wakanda. But meanwhile, um, like Cap and uh, Black Panther and everyone have been working together to fight the Outriders and the two children of Thanos who remain. Yeah. And they're trying to protect Vision. I think that what um I don't know. I don't know what my favourite scene is. I'm tossing up between when Thanos is in Wakanda, that scene. Yep. So just before the end, just before everybody dies. Yep. And the scene where they're fighting on Titan. And they're like, and they're coming up with the plan. And yeah. It's like the plan sucks, except yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. do mine. It'll be better, and blah blah blah. And like that, I like the whole. I like all the Titan stuff. Yeah, Titan is definitely my favorite scene. Like from the minute Thanos arrives there, he starts talking to Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then the ambush happens, and then you have this amazing moment, and it feels like a big double splash page from a comic book. 
with Thanos is standing there and you've got Doctor Strange wrapping like his ribbons around him mm. and Mantis is on his head trying to put him to sleep and Spider-Man has his webbing on one arm mm. and um, Tony I think is pulling on the other arm and they're trying to get the glove off um, and then and then Chris Pratt ruins it all yeah. um, but um, that's definitely my favourite moment but like it, this in like in this film it's like pick like it, it just, you got, oh and then they have to go to the planet and they have to build start the, the star to build the, the yeah to the build axe. the axe yeah stormbreaker um, which I really like I like that stuff too um I liked like all of Thor's interactions with yeah. the guardians mm. um like sweet rabbit yeah 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 uh, that was really good I like um like Starla trying to sound manly and yeah. manly next to Thor yeah um. What else is it? Like that opening fight scene, like on Earth with Iron Man and Spider Man uh, and, and Doctor Strange, like teaming mm. up. Mm. Uh, I think it's really good. I love that. Uh, he's trying to steal a necklace from a magic wizard. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's from space. <laughs> a necklace from a wizard. Uh, someone, uh, I was listening to a review today um, on Collider because I was like, I just want to hear people talk about this movie. Um, and someone pointed out this really um, interesting thing I hadn't thought about. Because the whole idea is that um, Thanos wants to balance the universe. He's getting the, all the Infinity Stones, so he can put them in the Infinity Gauntlet, and can wipe out half of existence. And that way, everything will be balanced. Because his home planet was like suffering the same kind of thing. Like they were overpopulated, people were going to bed starving. Like it was just this horrible existence. And he was like, he went to his government, was like, "Look, it's going to sound crazy, but I think we should consider genocide. It'll be completely random. We take people. It doesn't matter if they're rich or poor." Like, what the status is, which is randomly find 50% of the population and kill them. And that's a small price to pay for the fact that everyone can uh, go to bed like with a full belly and, like, this planet can thrive again. Um, and he did that also to Gamora's planet, which we find in a flashback. Mm-hmm. And she, like, is angry at him and goes, but have you been back there? He goes, it's a paradise now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the story is about from Thanos' point of view. But this, what this person on the podcast pointed out was the other theme of this film is that you don't trade lives. Yeah. Like, there's this wonderful moment and um, when they're at Avengers headquarters and Vision's like, you have to destroy the stone in my head. If you destroy it, then Thanos can't use it and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll beat him. And Scarlet Witch is obviously having a relationship with him at this point. She's like, no, I don't, you know, we're, we're in love. Like, we just started dating. Like, yeah. don't destroy that. Um, and then Cap has this wonderful moment where he's like, yeah, we don't exchange lives on this team. You can't... Because Vision's like, he's like, one life for billions. He goes... There's no other choice. And uh, Cap is like, well, there should be, you know. You shouldn't have to trade lives. We don't trade lives. And then later on, Vision gets to save Cap and has the same line. Yeah. Which is a really beautiful sentiment. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, he fucking dies anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, he doesn't get torn in half, but his head gets caved in pretty yeah. pretty intensely. Those uh, fi- Thanos' fingers are pretty big, so there's yeah. like a mighty fine dent mm. uh, in his head. Um, what else can we talk about? What uh, were your tripes with the film? I didn't have too many... I, I didn't have too many gripes with the film. Gripes. Gripes uh, or tripes? Well, tripe is like the lining of a, yeah. like a sheep stomach or something. Um, but I had Any no, stomach. I had no tripes either. Yeah. Um, my, my gripes are very very minimal. I think that, if anything, I thought maybe like some characters could have done with a little bit more time. And for the first couple of days, I couldn't quite figure out who need, deserved more time. But now I think like I would have liked some more from Black Widow and some more from Captain America. Like Captain America really doesn't do much in the film. Mm. He has a lot of fighting, but very little dialogue. And those Captain America films are very wordy. Yeah. So it was a, a, like a now like some hindsight's a very notable omission. 
But beyond that, like, like Iron Man got plenty of time, Spider-Man got heaps of time, Doctor mm. Strange got, like, Doctor Strange is more interesting in this film than it was in his own film, in his own movie, and I like his movie a lot. Mm. Um, like, I think all the Guardians were served pretty well. I'm a little bit bummed out that Drax has basically become a punchline. Like, in the first film, yeah. in the first movie, he had, like, purpose and meaning, and this, he's just kind of there to make you laugh. But... Yeah, like that whole I'm invisible thing. That being yeah. said, every joke landed for me. Like, I still mm. found it all funny. So, um, hopefully he'll get a chance to, you know, uh, get some more depth in a, in a future film uh, again. But, um, who else? Uh, I liked Peter Dinklage. I know some people thought that took, you know, took them out of the film a little bit. I, I liked that whole scene. I liked Teenage Groot a lot. Mm. Um... Like, you know, like, Falcon and, and War Machine don't have much to do either. Like, they're kind of there just to do fights. Yeah. Um, they don't, although, that being said, like, um, Rhodey does have that great line in the Avengers headquarters where he's like, you're all being court-martialed because, like, yeah. they got back um, after they've been, like, off the grid or whatever. Um, I thought Scarlet Witch was the best we've ever had of her. And I, I've liked her in all the films, but she had mm. so much to do in this movie. Um... I wish we had more Hulk, but I absolutely understand why, and I can't wait to see what they do with him in the next film. Mm. Um, because basically, like we kind of talked about a little bit, he fights Thanos and he gets his ass whooped, basically. Um, and after that, after going back to Earth, like Banner keeps trying to transfer him to the Hulk, and basically the Hulk is terrified. Like He doesn't want to be the Hulk anymore because he came from this planet, Sakaar, where he was like this champion, and like was winning fights every day, was like a king, and he's you know come back and he's been beaten like so quickly... And he realizes he's turning around like a ragdoll. Yeah, like really, like even like Ebony Moore has that line because the children want to go and help Thanos, and Ebony Moore's like, "Let him have his fun." Like mm. Thanos is because Thanos is the same size as Hulk, and not only that, yeah. as strong as probably, mm. and if not as strong as like he's a better fighter because he's obviously trained, whereas Hulk yeah. is just like angry and yeah, and whatnot. Right. Um, so I I really enjoyed that. It was still nice to see Mark Ruffalo get a lot more to do because I feel like. In some of the films, he kind of has less. He kind of has a little bit less to do because you know he has to be a CGI monster for most of the part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have too many gripes. I'm trying to think if anything kind of bummed me out. There's no scenes where I'm like, I wish they would speed up. Like after the first, because I was like, oh, I didn't love all that Thor stuff. I kind of like would have preferred to stay where the action was. But mm-hmm. like on the second view, I was like, no, this is absolutely necessary. This is great. Like you get some of the most emotional stuff. Like you know. The problem we had with Ragnarok was it's too many punchlines, not enough kind of emotion. And there's that wonderful scene on the ship where Rocket, ha- he's like, you know, has to go and be the captain. He's like, you know, what if we can't find this weapon? Like, what if, you know, you can't beat Thanos? Like, how many people have you lost? And Thor, like, kind of talks about how everyone he loves is dead, basically. Yeah. And he's like, he's never fought me. And then Rocket's like, but he has. He's like, well, he's mm. never fought me twice. Like, yeah. And even if there is a punchline there, it's not the same... It's not slapsticky. You're kind yeah. of like he's just grasping at straws at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any real, real negative. I got gripes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, bring them on. I was waiting for you to like. You get just kept going and you just kept going. You just kept going. Now I've forgotten all my gripes. Because you have none. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, no, I have. I have gripes. Um, my first gripe is um, uh, just some of the CGI. Yes. So, for instance, I feel like any time Thanos picks up someone or something like that, or like t- grabs someone, I feel like the CGI just looks a little bit funny because it doesn't look like they they have the correct weight. So, like at that point where he picks up um, Thor, like I feel like 
Thor's being held really awkwardly. Yeah, I thought about that because you pointed that out after the first time. So I was looking for the second one. Mm. I still don't see it. I see it. It looks like stiff. And you're just like, should he be, shouldn't he be more slack? So, I, don't, I don't know. Mm. And then there's like a couple of scenes, especially in that first fight scene, um, where you can tell that they're standing in front of a green screen. There are a couple sort of, of moments like for the green screen. It's nowhere near as noticeable as, say, in the first Avengers film. Mm. Um, where you, or like Captain America, the first event, like where you can see, you're like, that is a green screen. Like, it's a little yeah. bit noticeable, but it's nowhere near as noticeable as those ones. And I'm sure, like, in you know, three years' time, will be more noticeable. I'm trying to think of my other ones, but you were talking for so long. Um, it was something else. About characters? Yeah. Guardians? No, you mentioned Black Widow. And I thought of something. Oh yeah, um, I feel like Captain's Cap- Captain America's shields would be a lot like his new ones. Look like they're way more harder to use and way more like cumbersome than mm. the actual shields. Well, he doesn't have his shields, so no, I know. To... But like, it look, it seems like those ones are like worse to work with. They're yeah. better. Like they're cool. Don't get me wrong, they're cool. But, like, he was fighting, and I was like, he seems like he's really struggling to fight with those shields. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I Cap's design in this film isn't the my favourite one. Like, I liked how his suit was, like, it looks like all the stars have been torn off and everything. Like, yeah, no, uh, I like how it's, like, underground. I don't know if I'm a fan of his beard. I don't mind it. I um, I don't know what it is. I think about it, like, his hair could use a trim. Yeah, he's been, you know, he's been underground, as you said. Mm. Um, someone pointed out this theory... I never thought about it, and I still don't necessarily agree with it, but I thought it was interesting. Um, people are theorizing that Cap and Black Widow are in a relationship. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but it was no. only because, like, you know, when they get back to Avengers headquarters, like... And then she sees Bruce. And then Falcon goes, well, this is awkward. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's just awkward because they haven't seen each other in a couple of years. But people are intimating that there's, like, some sort of romance going on there. I don't know. I didn't see it, so... I didn't see it at all. I'll, no. look, for, I'll look for it in the third one, but I think people are wrong. Yeah. Um, I I found it frustrating how everybody was just like, and this is, again, this is the Slytherin in me, where everybody just goes, don't kill the person, okay, I'll tell you. Mm. Well, don't kill the person, okay, I'll give you the stone. Are you talking about Dr. Strange? And you're just like, no, yeah, I know, you said that that was the only possible outcome, that he mm. has to give him the stone in order to do that. But then, you know, like, Gamora's like... Don't hurt her. I'll tell you where it is. And then she just tells him exactly where it is and, like, doesn't try lying to him. Um, well, she did, and he, like, was like, you're a terrible liar and stuff, which was actually great as well, where he's like, I taught you many things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, just, like, everybody's like, don't. Like, okay, fine. I'll give it to you. I think they have to because, again, like we talked about before, like, this film, like... Because he has to end up getting the stones. Well, not, well, not even that, but like, this film, because it's so dark and dour, like... The people who are against Thanos have to be on the side of life. It has to be yeah. about, like, preserving life. Like, yeah, and that's where... So, like, that was... As you were talking about mm. that, I was like, okay, so mm. I see where that theme comes in, in terms of yeah, that. So that's definitely. why that's why they do it that way, um, sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, no, really, those are my only um, tripes mm. <laughs> thing, uh, uh, with it. Uh, let's talk about maybe one of the biggest surprises for me. I don't know if you were surprised at all. Um... Red Skull's in this movie. Yeah. The Captain America villain, Red Skull, which we'd heard, like, little rumours, like, you know, people were like, maybe he'll show up, like, maybe Thanos will bring him back. 
And I was like, why would Thanos bring it back? I don't remember how that movie ended. So at the end of First Avenger... I think I fell asleep. At the end of First Avenger, they're fighting on the plane. Like, the giant plane's got all the bombs. Um, to... Because Red Skull wants to, like, launch all the weapons at New York. And they're fighting on the plane, and something happens with the Tesseract, and it opens up, like, a wormhole. And, um, Red Skull gets sucked into the wormhole, and then Cap puts the plane into the... I remember him putting the plane to the ocean. I do not remember the wormhole. Yeah, it's like a weird like tear in the fabric of time, or whatever, and he gets yeah. sucked into it. Um, what I thought was interesting was uh, Red Skull is like, um, I once seeked the Infinity Stones as well. I was like, did he? I thought he only like wanted the Tesseract for that power. But I do kind of like the idea that he was on the search for all the stones. Mm. Um, so that was cool. Because I remember that I gasped twice in that scene, because the first time you just saw the cloaked figure, and I was like... <gasps> Oh my god, it's death! It's death! It's gonna be death! Like, in the comics, like, the whole reason Thanos does all this stuff is because he's in love with death. This character, Death, who's like a, a woman, and he wants to impress her by killing everything because she is infatuated with death as well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh my god, they did it! And then that reveal, I was like, oh my god, this is better! Like, they brought back a character. Um, we, it's since been revealed that it's not Hugo Weaving, uh, it's another actor, but. Oh, really? Couldn't tell. Good job, right? Yeah, could not tell at all. Did a great job. That's actually one of my favourite scenes as well because... I wonder why they didn't use Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving uh, is notorious for hating the prosthesis involved in playing the Red Skull. Like, he oh, okay. he had a really bad time on that first movie because he hated all the prosthetics and, like, the makeup. It was really uncomfortable and, like, it's such a lengthy process. Yeah, but if you're going to do it for, like, what, two-week shoot max... Um, yeah, I, I think maybe at this point Marvel was like, look, we can, we've got like a three-picture contract. And at this point in time, like, most of it would be CG anyway. Yeah, maybe. I think just like Marvel probably didn't want the headache. They'll probably, like, at this yeah. point they can be like, yeah, we'll just get someone else, don't worry about it. So who did they get instead? Um, I, it's just a no-name actor. Like, I mean, not a no-name, like, I'm sure he's, you know, loved by his family and, like, has had a great little career, mm-hmm. but, um, no one of, uh, that we know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really dug that. I'm trying to think what else... Uh, I guess we should dive into the death of it all. So we, yes. We lost a few characters. Um, there's the pre-snap deaths and the post-snap deaths. So we'll talk yes. about pre-snap deaths first, what I like to call permanent deaths. Um, because I don't think these characters are coming back. So the first character that we lose is Heimdall. Yes. Uh, he sends Hulk back to Earth and then he's stabbed by... Corvus Glaive, maybe? I can't remember. One of the children of Thanos is stabbed by him. And how Heimdall dies, which I also noticed, I don't know if you could tell this one, but I think he was using his accent again. Like, he wasn't using that, like, oh, bloody Charlie. Yeah. Like, he wasn't using mm. that voice from Ragnarok. He was going for more Asgardian sounding, mm. which I liked. Uh, and then minutes later, we lost Loki, choked to death by Thanos. So those two, pretty sure, not coming back. Yeah. Then there was a little bit of time before our next death. After that, it was... Oh, who was next? Was Gamora next? Yes. Yes, I think so. Um, yes, it was. Gamora was next. And that was probably the biggest surprise for me in terms of deaths. Because before we went in, I'm like, Nebula's going. Like, Nebula's going to die. She's the one who's, like, um, cocky and, like, thinks, you know, she can kill Thanos on her own. She's the one who's going to run to battle and get killed. Mm. And she didn't. Gamora got killed. And I really love what they did as well because the Soul Stone, in order to obtain it, you have to destroy the thing you love. Yeah. And... There's that moment when Gamora is like laughing and she's like, you don't love anything. And the minute she said that, I'm like, oh no, he mm. loves one thing mm-hmm. and I know exactly who that is and she is standing right next to him. Um, 
It's a really well done scene. And again, like you actually feel for Thanos. Like, there's a scene later on where Thanos is like, I've lost so much today, you have no idea. Like, yeah. Um, and there's another and another time where he's like, you know, I feel your pain or something like that. Yeah. And, she, and Scarlet which is like, you could never understand. Yeah. Or is that the same? I think that's the same scene. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another scene later, um, and then like he throws Gamora over the cliff, and I couldn't believe like we mm. lost Gamora because we know there's a Guardians movie coming, um, and I was like, surely she'd be in that. I know that James Gunn said like you know, oh the Guardians lineup will change, but I never thought like we'd lose Gamora. Um, um he's not a no name actor. Oh, he's he? in Walking Dead. His name's Ross Markand. Okay. But I don't watch Walking Dead, so I assume you know who this is. Oh, yeah, he's really good in Walking Dead. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Ross, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ross, I'm sorry, uh, he's really good in Walking Dead. Well, he was great in Red Skull as well. And um, the woman who played um, uh, Gamora's mum mm. is Val from The Office. Oh, wow. Yeah, that Daryl goes out with. I called that man, like, I didn't call that casting, but I like when we saw the trial, like, that is a flashback. Because so many people online were like, oh, they go to a Gamora planet. I'm like, I don't think so, that's a flashback. Mm. Like, why is everyone thinking they go to... A Gamora planet. Um, and then the last death, of course, was Vision. Um, yes. Now, unlike the first three, I think we still might keep a bit of Vision in the next film because um, Shuri was doing that stuff with the mind, so trying to disconnect it from his mm. head, and um, Bruce Banner was like, you know, he's not just the mind stone. He's, there's bits of me, there's bits of Tony, there's bits of Ultron. So I don't know what's going to happen. But they didn't get the mind stone out. No, they didn't, but I feel like if any, if of all the characters like who died before the, the snap, he's the one with the most probability of coming back because he's also not alive per se, like he's a machine. Just turning the heater on? Yes, it's cold. It is a bit chilly, yeah. Um, and um, then, go on here, yeah, sorry. No, you go on. Oh, well, I was going to jump back to another character, so go on yeah. about vision and like. No, 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 just keep going. Uh, and then someone pointed out, though, apparently, like in the comics, I've never seen this before, but apparently the Mind Stone tends to trap the souls of those sacrificed for it within it. Okay, because I was going to ask, what does the actual Mind Stone do? Because it seems like... Well, that the Soul Stone. This, oh, sorry. Well, what does the Soul Stone do? Because it seems like the Soul Stone is actually, like, actually destroys you. Like... You know, the time stone works on time, the power stone gives you power, blah, 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 blah. It seems like the toy, the soul stone, like, eats you up inside and destroys your conscience and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, so I'm going to look that up. That's what I would think it would do. Um, the others, you know, have such definitive, like, you just know what they do. You're like, space stone, yeah. space stone, you can travel through space. Yeah, that's time right. Stone, so you then what does time. soul stone do? That's the thing. Like Mindstone, does Mindstone control people's minds? I don't know. Um, well, you're supposed to know all the things. So, so while you're looking up that, I'm going to discuss one of my favourite deaths. Oh, okay, hang on. Um, it says okay. here uh, the Soul Gem or Soul Stone is uh, home to a pocket universe where souls can be collected. Okay. So collect souls. Okay. Um, so then maybe those like 
half the universe people will be in that oh that's a good theory that that area that's an interesting theory because i didn't think of that like um, but and that would make maybe sense. they all work their way out of it? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but yes, I imagine there's a possibility of rescuing everyone after the finger snap. And maybe Gamora. That being said, I don't want everyone to come back. Like, I know it sounds kind of terrible, but I want the these stakes to have meaning. So, Loki and Heimdall, I think we're pretty certain aren't going to come back. Yeah. There's no way they're going to come back. I'd be surprised if they did. Vision may come back in another form, which is kind of different, but also being a robot, I'm kind of like, well, he's a robot, he's not a person. Like, yeah. I know he's like very hu- very human-like, he's an android, but I would be okay with him coming back. Once you get to Gamora, you're like, well, okay, well, but she died for such a good reason. Like, yeah. Um, and then, like, if everyone after the snap, if everyone comes back, I'll be like, oh, like, okay, so we lost two people. I think I just think you run the risk of reducing the effect pardon me, of this movie, if everyone's okay. Well, what if they don't come back till the very end of that movie, the next one? It doesn't make any difference. Although someone, again, like I've read, like people are like, well, maybe the only way to bring them back is for the original Avengers to sacrifice themselves. Because the only people left at the end of this movie are the original Avengers. Like, yeah. Anyone who and was... Rocket. And Rocket, yeah. And Nebula. Yeah. Um... So maybe, like, we'd have to lose Tony and Steve and Bruce and Thor in order to, like, kind of save the others or whatever. Yeah. In that situation, I'm more okay because I, I just feel like they need to be... Like, Marvel has been accused so often of not having enough stakes in their films. And I actually think after this movie, I'm totally okay with every other film having so little stakes because you're like, oh, they were just getting us comfortable. Yeah. We were getting used to a pattern, then we get to Infinity War and we lost everyone, pretty much. So. Yeah. That's okay, but I don't want them to like kind of go back on what they've done. Um, anyway, sorry, you, you want to talk about your favourite death? Yes, my favourite death! Yay! I was so excited when this happened. Stupid, long-haired, useless, annoying Bucky with his stupid name, Bucky, is gone! Yay! <laughs> It was, it was so funny because when the snap happens and people start crumbling away, Bucky's the first one to go and you were like, yes! And then seconds later, Spider-Man went, no, wait, no, what? No, what do you like, mean? No! No! Um, um, yeah, that was, I was like, you can't fucking do this to me. You cannot fucking, you cannot one second take away Bucky and make me happy and then absolutely destroy my life by taking away Spider-Man. Well, that's what this film does. Like, it really, like, takes it on a... Like, that's why I was so drained at the end, because there are moments of, like, pure elation where, like, this is amazing, this is the best, oh, I'm having so much fun, and then you're, like, holy... Yeah. When I went to that film, I honestly thought that, like, Thanos would probably... would probably die by the end of the film, or be, like, beaten by the end of the film. I was like, he'll probably be beaten, like, I don't have these Avengers films, I was a little bit worried about that, that's probably going to happen. And it's a certain point in the film, like, there is no way... Thanos gets defeated yeah. in this movie. But I don't understand how they're going to stop him now. Now that he's got all the Infinity... Like, I honestly... Because I'm like, they're going to have to stop him before they get the stones. Because once they get he gets the stones, he's unstoppable. So I don't see how they're going to stop him now. Well, it's going to be interesting because the gauntlet looks pretty much destroyed. Like, after you use that... Like, if you look, it's all busted up, like... Yeah, but the stones are still fine. It's just the gauntlet that's broken. Well, maybe they have access to another gauntlet. As in, like, um, 
What's his name makes another one? I don't know whether Ichi makes another one or whether they find another way to wield them. Like, we know that certain people have been able to wield um, Infinity Stones for a short amount of time. Like, mm. I mean, Peter Quill's gone, so at the moment, so he probably can't, he, he can't help us, but maybe, or maybe Tony and Shuri build something yeah. to wield them. Like, mm. uh, I think there are other ways to do it. Um, Shuri, who may very well become the Black Panther because T'Challa's gone. Yeah. Um... I don't see... I don't know how um, Tony's getting off that planet. Well, here's the thing. There's a couple You know of... what? I, can I just interrupt you for yeah, a second for there? I reckon what's going to happen is he's going to come back to the planet and then he's going to realise that Pepper was one of the ones who like disappeared. Oh, that's good. I like that's that. That's what I reckon. That's great. Because he already lost so much in that's this movie. Right. And yeah. then to... Yeah, that's great. Mm. I like that a lot. Um, I think there are a couple of ways... Because they talk about having kids. Yeah. And it can't happen now. There's a couple of... Um, couple of ways to get back. First of all, it's just Tony, Peter, and Nebula on that planet. No, Peter's dead. Sorry, Tony and... Nebula. Ne- Tony and Nebula. Yeah. Well, Tony has a suit that works in but space. But he can't fly from Titan to Earth in a suit. But there were some of those ships... It's, and his suit's, like, destroyed as well. But there were other ships there as well, I'm pretty sure. Well, there's they were all destroyed ships. Maybe. But also Nebula's an android. But I think what will probably happen is Captain Marvel will come and yeah. we'll, we'll get them. Mm. Um, or maybe will call a ship. Yeah. Or, uh, or maybe the she'll Ravagers. Call, she'll like... call um, Space Uber. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Suba. Well done. She'll call a Subaru. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're a ways off. Like, they'll find a way off. Um, and I think we'll finally get the reconciliation between Steve and Tony. Yeah. So I really liked that, how like they set that up. Uh-huh. Do you know what I thought was funny? How Tony uses a flip phone? Well, no, because Steve sent him that. At the end of Civil War, he got a package. Remember when Stanley's like, I'm looking for Tony Stank? Ah. Oh. There's a letter and a flip phone in there. I was in the toilet at that bit. Because it's like a burner phone. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I thought it was a burner phone, but then I was just yeah. like, Tony Stark's using like a friggin' flip phone. Yeah, no, Steve sent it to him, so... Um, obviously, that, that, that was one of the only interactions we didn't see in this film. Almost everyone else interacted. Yeah. Um, oh, I like doc, like the Guardians. Most of the Guardians, Doctor Str- anyone who was on Titan pretty much didn't interact with Captain America. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, um, but yes, I think we'll see Steve and Tony reunite finally and at least put aside their differences for a, a short time being. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else we should talk about. Where are we? I can't believe they got rid of all, like almost all of the Guardians. Yeah, like really. That's nuts. Um, actually, I'll tell you another one of my favorite moments. I think this is most people's favorite moment. Uh, is Thor's return to Earth when yeah. he, he comes in with Stormbreaker and he throws it and it's like knocking everyone out and the Avengers theme plays. Yeah. And yeah. Bruce Banner's like, "You're all screwed now." Yeah. Um, and then all that stuff with um, Groot and Rocket on Earth, I really loved. Like. Um, when Thor's talking to Captain Mary, he's like, I see you copied my beard. Mm. He's like, by the way, this is my friend, Tree. And Groot's yeah. like, I am Groot. And uh, Cap's like, I am Steve Rogers. Mm. Um, another great moment uh, featuring your least favourite character is when Bucky picks up Rocket and they're yeah, both yeah, shooting. Yeah, I like that. Like, that's like a that really that cool moment. And, like, it's almost on par with, like, Iron Man shooting his beams at Cap in the yeah, first Avengers yeah, yeah. movie. Um... What else? What what scenes made you cry? Did you cry at all in the film? Um, 
I got... I think I got Teary. Yeah. It was definitely when Spider-Man was dying. Yeah, me too. That one got me. And he's like, I don't want to go. And it just made me think of, like, David Tennant. Yeah. And the whole I don't want to go thing. And so is that... I was like, oh my god, is that a comment on the fact that he's not playing Spider-Man anymore? No, I don't... Sort of thing? No, no, no. He'll be... Don't worry, Spider-Man's um, fine. I, um... Do you know someone made a meme of that? They did like David Tennant as Doctor Who said, I don't want to go in the side, like pixelating him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where else did I get teary? You said when Tony Stark got stabbed and you thought he was going to die. Yes. What a shock that was. Yes. And like that's another gasp that I had. And I honestly thought um, he was done. I'm like, oh my god, okay, they're going to do it. Okay, let's yeah. get ready. And then when they spared him, I thought I would feel ripped off, but and I didn't. I don't know if he actually is okay, because he sprayed his wound with some stuff. Mm. But then, like... How long can he survive? How long he can he survive with his wound sprayed with that stuff, whatever that stuff well, is? I think it was the nanotechnology. Which, that's what I thought too. But also, maybe that's a plot point in the fourth one, where it's that's like Tony Stark too. is running out of time. Like, that's, uh, yeah, I thought that. So there are a couple of different things. So he's dying on Titan, mm. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, either way, um, that's pretty good. What else did I get, Terry? Yeah, I didn't cry during the Tony Stark getting stabbed, but the other thing that got me going was when... Um, the Gamora sacrifice thing? No, that didn't get me, but when Peter Quill found out that Gamora had died... Ah, uh, yeah. And he yeah. loses it, like, mm. it's so brilliantly executed, and there's so much going on. Like, even though he, like, ruins everything, I was like, I get it. I'm like, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like, it's yeah. so well done. Uh, that's another thing we hadn't really talked about. You got eyelashes everywhere. Um, is that this movie takes place four years after Guardians 2. Because mm. Guardians 1 and 2 happen six months apart, so... What we've never seen before is that Peter Quill and Gamora have some sort of relationship. Yeah. Like, it always been unspoken, but, like, in this one, they kiss, mm. um, and they said they love each other and all this sort of stuff. I was like, wow, like... When did they say I love you? Um, when... Oh, like, Thanos... oh, when, yeah, like, well, yeah, when she's... But that that could be construed as, like, that's the first... Maybe that's the first time they're saying... Maybe, but that's okay. Like, it still happens. Mm. Um, that's a really great scene as well. Like, when Thanos appears, he's like, ah, oh, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then like, when... he goes to shoot, and he's like, I like you. Yeah, you know, so like, yeah. which is the worst scene that you could... Like, worst yeah. compliment you could get. Um, we haven't really talked about it, but Josh Brolin as Thanos kills it. Yeah, he does a really good job. So good. Like, the all the emotion in it, and, like, just that voice performance is so good. Um, and Thanos was incredible. Like, every shot he's in, like, every close-up, um, like, every every movement, like, he's just spot-on. He's yeah, so good. he is, isn't he? He just looks great. Like, yeah, I totally buy that he's a real thing. Yeah. Um, which is where, my, I guess, most of the CGI money went. Which is why you have a couple yeah, of scenes where you're like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Very true. Um... And, like, the tears when they roll down his yeah. face and, like, they go into the creases and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's very good. Um, what was your... We saw a lot of people kind of meet for the first time, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different interactions. Who would you say was your favourite, like, kind of... Interaction? I guess relationship or interaction. We had all this new stuff going oh, on. I liked all of them. I liked the Spider-Man... Even though it's in the trailer, I liked the Spider-Man Doctor Strange thing. I actually think... Every... I liked the Doctor Strange Hulk thing. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I liked... Oh, no, you know you know what's my favourite? I think my favourite is Iron Man and Doctor Strange. I would say that triangle of those two and Spider-Man, mm. like, every time they're... Like, that's why the Titan stuff is my favourite stuff, because 
those three bouncing off one another is so good. Yeah. And like the, you know. But the, I like the whole like Tony Stark. You have to come with me, and it's and it's just like, um, who's this wizard? And all yeah, this kind yeah. Of stuff like that. Like, I like that. Yeah, I like really that good. Whole, like Tony making fun of him and. And him making fun of him back. And I really liked also the War Machine Hulk stuff, where he's like, wait, so he's a king? Do I have to bow? I like, of course you have to bow. Yeah. He was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. We do not do that here. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all the Guardians and Thor stuff, especially Thor and Rocket, I think yeah, is really, yeah, really true. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I men- like we mentioned, um, the Iron Groot, Iron Steve Rogers, sort of thing. But I still think, because those are all just one-liners, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas definitely. I think my actual, like, favourite meeting meeting yeah. is, um, is, um, the Iron Man and Doctor Strange, but also Iron Man and Star-Lord mm. is good too. Yeah, well. really good. Mr. Uh, Lord is like, uh, Star-Lord's <laughs> fine. Uh, I also like, one, you invited to my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, when they use the portal to cut off the Carl of Obsidian's arm. Yeah. Uh, I also like, yes, like Footloose, is it still the best film ever? It was never yeah. the best film. Yeah, it was never the best film. Um, it's interesting. Like, Have you guys seen that really old movie, Aliens? Because you get all the quipster characters together, like your Star-Lord, Iron Man, yeah. Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange, like all these kind of like, smart-ass characters together, and they're all like quipping against each other. Yeah. You get to really say, like, oh, they're not similar at all really like they are like the jokey characters but they're all like very different in their human stuff yeah uh, I liked did you just yawn while I told you my plan yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Mantis is jumping around in the anti-gravity mm. um, oh we didn't even talk about the iron spider suit yeah no, that was cool and you didn't know anything about that did you uh wasn't there something in the trailer where the legs came out no there wasn't oh, okay. they removed then all the I legs must... from the trailers oh, okay then I must have known like, um, yeah. like that scene where he's no, saving no. all the guardians, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I don't remember your name." Yeah. that's in the trailer, but they digitally removed all the guardians and the spider legs, so oh, they took everything okay. out. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I knew early on that suit was in there because I saw some stuff in like toy promos and whatnot. And yeah. I was like, "I'm not going to tell anyone," because mm. I kind of figured it was probably the Iron Spider suit. Like this, that suit actually appears in the Civil War comic books. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like Antonio does the creative promos. Like, I'm not going to say anything because if people don't know about it, that's a that's a nice little gift. Yeah. I feel like Tony's jacket could have been a bit more stylish. You know, the one where he pulls the cords and then it turns, like, it goes skinny. And then it, he wears, that he's wearing the bleeding edge I mean, I guess, like, I guess, like... I'm like, his jacket, I'm like, your jacket kind of looks a bit shit. Well, man. they were going for a run, so it was more like a, like a Under Armour type I thing. I suppose. And also, does, like, that, does that mean that all of his clothes are like... Like, is he made all of his clothes to tailor suit so that he can wear the bleeding edge? Well, also, he didn't put... There wasn't the strings that made... He pushed his chest piece and all the nanos. No, but like. he pulled the strings and the strings sucked... The jacket to his body. Probably because the suit's going to build around it. Exactly. Um, so that's what I'm saying. So do all of the clothes that he owns now, has he specifically made special clothes that he only wears where it like sucks to his body so that he can like wear the bleeding edge? I don't know. One? Probably not. Mm. But um, thank goodness he did for <laughs> that one. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Did we talk about the railway scene? Like that's great. Like the interaction of Cap and like... Falcon and railway scene, the, the station scene. Where oh, like, Edinburgh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's really good. Even the scene before that was just Vision and Scarlet Witch 
and they get ambushed. And like it's such yeah. a, it's on actually, Cockburn Street. It's actually pretty scary as well, like because that blade yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no, that like second time we watched it, it still caught me by surprise. And he has that line was like, "We should have just stayed in bed." Yeah, like, yeah. You really buy their relationship more than ever. Like, absolutely. Oh, that was one of my other gripes. Um, I don't know if if um, it's an it's a actor's choice. By Elizabeth Olsen. The accent? With the accent. She dropped it. Yes, yeah, so she dropped it. So now she's basically just American. But there is still some parts where she talks and it's still... I think it's a, a choice. Um, like, um, Russian-y. If you like watch um, Age of Ultron and Civil War in this movie, the accent does decrease. Yes, like, even Civil right. War it does as well. So they may as well be like, well, she's been living with America for like three yeah, years. So maybe... So, like, yeah. um, but also, I prefer... Like, I. I didn't hate the accent, but I prefer being able to hear it clearly and stuff. Mm. Like, because it does sound a little bit silly. Like, it's, it's not a. It's like, it's she like, did a very good. She did a very good job with the accent. She did a good job, yeah, but I prefer. One. But I also prefer job. like just being able, kind of like trying to decipher it and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was noticeable. But I was ter- like, unlike when Heimdall's accent changes in Ragnarok, yeah, which no, I hated. Yeah. Um. Because the, but that's the thing, because there's no reason for that to change. Yeah. There's no reason for him to go cockney. Well, unless he was hanging around Scourge, who was also kind of cockney. Like, that's the only reason. Yeah, but that's not going to rub off on you. And, like, yeah. yeah. Heimdall's too, like, cool. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind that at all. Uh, and I, yeah, I love all that stuff. Again, there's not a scene I can think of where I'm like, eh, get rid of that. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, okay, we've been going for... Yeah, over an hour now. Um, so we'll, we'll start to wrap it up. I guess uh, before we start talking about scores, if we can score it, how do you rank it against... Never mind Age of Ultron. I love Age of Ultron, but it's on the running. How would you rank this against the first Avengers film? So the first Avengers is with like the Chitauri. And Loki and like the Chitauri yeah. and the Seer. Um, I think it's better. Okay. There we I go. I think think it's better but I mean it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen that I, I think so too and I, also I, I'm very sleepy right I, now. I agree with you because the first one's really fun it's the first time you've seen all these people together and that's why it holds such a special place in my heart but I also think like you can only use that excuse for so long before you have to admit like there are, there are better films out there like, mm. and it's still a like, killer I think it was the highest rated out of all the ones we reviewed um, but I think this one just between, like, like, first of all, it's such a phenomenal task to choreograph a story like this, where it's like, you have 30-something heroes, and you yeah. have Thanos and his team, and you're going to space, and you're going, like, to all these different planets, and it all connects, and everyone gets a pretty good amount of screen time, like, yeah, we didn't get a lot of time with Wong, but that's okay. Yeah, do, yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Like, Is Wong even part of the Avengers? Do you no, know what I mean? he's not part so of the like, Avengers. Yeah. Um, I was so impressed with Thanos. I was so impressed with um, his story and like his motivations. Um, I think the characters have got really great. To, like again, like I've said it so many times, everything on Titan I think is perfect. Yeah, they nailed it. Like all the Scarlet Witch stuff, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, the weakest part for me is probably Cap and his team. Like they just don't get a lot of stuff to do. Um, although I do love that scene when they open the gates and let all the Outriders in and they're all charging together and you see Cap and Black Panther just take out a head because yes. it's so much faster mm. uh, I really like that um, also there's a scene in the trailer if you remember 
But in the first trailer, or the, in most of the trailers... I just remembered something, but yes. Um, they're all, like, charging towards the screen, like Hulk's running in the background and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in the that film. That scene's not in the film, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you remember? Uh, one of my gripes was when um, War Machine drops a whole bunch of bombs um, right at the edge of the um, Wakanda... Defences. Like, defences. And I'm like, you're such a fucking idiot. Why? Like, obviously that's going to weaken the defences. Didn't seem to, though. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, I actually, I love that moment. The second time when the Hubbard had the biggest smile on my face, I'm like, yeah, get in war machine. Boom, you're looking for this. Yeah, boom, looking for this. uh, I was trying to think, I'm trying to think how many of Thanos' children are still left. We lost Ebony Moore. He got sucked out into space and frozen. Yeah. Um, Unless he gets captured by someone and then defrosted. I don't think so. Corvus Glaive is definitely dead. Because he got stabbed by Vision after Cap was fighting him. Blue Chick is definitely dead because she got rolled over by a giant. Did she die? Like, did, did... She got shredded. Oh, yeah, because the blue wheel. blood went up yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then Cullop sitting the big giant Hulk guy, did he explode? Like, he got dragged up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did die? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Okay, so they didn't make it. Like, there you yeah. go. Oh, I just remembered another line I really liked. It's mm. when uh, Thanos first arrives on Titan. Doctor Strange is sitting there meditating, whatever, and he just says this line. I don't know why it keeps resounding me, but he just walks in and goes, um, I gather the Moor is dead. It's about Ebony Moor. He's like, Harold. And he's like, you know, he was really, you know, he always he was so loyal, he always served me. And for some reason, I really love how, because earlier on in the film, Ebony Moor is like, if I don't get this stone off you, like, there'll be judgment. Like, Thanos will feel I haven't done a great job or yeah. a good job, whatever. And, like, you can tell, like, Thanos, like, cares about him yeah he's like he always served me well like, he gave this acknowledgement and even though they're all these horrible beings and all these terrible yeah, things yeah Thanos really gets humanised in this I film. really liked that Ebony Moore had nothing to worry about because I'm, Thanos wouldn't have yelled at yeah like, I'm like Thanos didn't judge like he was he, he really liked, and it's such a weird line to walk again and again like he like he commits atrocities in this film but they do yeah. a really good job of giving him some humanity and stuff even yeah. though like he's a, a villain um okay yeah because next... all he wants to do is just sit and watch the sunset while and his he... plan is fulfilled and he does like as yeah. much as Civil War is a success in, like with their villain winning like this one is a total victory for their villain yeah um okay my next question before we go who do you think Thanos is now the best Marvel villain? I would say like the best villains are probably Loki from the Avengers. Yep. Uh, Vulture from Spider-Man yeah, Homecoming. Yeah, yep. And probably... I'd even put Killmonger up there as well from Black Panther. Like I really liked his motivations and stuff. So those yep. three. And then Thanos. Who sits at the top? Who is the best villain, do you the think? The best villain. Um, Alright, so... What movies? What a go! Can you go through the list of movies for me, please? Lo- I can't think of them right now. Loki and Avengers, because after Avengers, he's not really a villain anymore. So no, but like Avengers isn't the first. So we got, so we got, because you got Iron Man. Oh, Iron so Man! Got, Iron Man! Like, ha- the Iron Man movies. Yeah, so that's got the Iron. That's, you, um, are you going to go through all the villains? Yeah. So Iron Man one has Iron Monger, which is um his yeah. his buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, Iron Man two has Whiplash and Justin Hammer. Yep. Yeah. And Iron Man 3 has the Mandarin and Alfred Killian. Yes. So none of those, I think, really. Nah. Think. Uh, in the Captain America films, you have the Red Skull. Yep. Um, in Winter Soldier, you have kind of the Winter Soldier, but really it's Alexander Pierce, the guy who's like, like, Hydra. Hydra's the villain. Yep. 
pretty good villain, I guess. Mm. Civil War, you have Baron Zemo, who's the guy who um, yeah, orchestrated yeah, yeah. everything. Uh-huh. Um, Thor, you have Loki. Mm-hmm. Thor 2, you have the Dark Elves. Mm-hmm. Thor 3, you have Surtur, and you have Hela. Yeah. And even the Grandmaster, to an extent. Yeah. Um, Incredible Hulk, you have Abomination. Yep. Um, Guardians 1, you have Ronan. Yes. And Guardians 2, you have Ego. Uh-huh. Ant-Man, you have Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange, you have Caecilius, and you also have Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man, you have Vulture. Yep. And then in your Avengers films, you have Loki again with the Chitauri, you mm-hmm. have Ultron. Mm-hmm. Oh, Black Panther, you have Killmonger, and you have Claw. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers 3, you have Thanos and the Black Order. Yep. Um, I actually think maybe, um, Ultron. Really? Yeah, even though, you know, I really don't like... James Spader? James Spader, sometimes. In the office? Yeah, like, I don't like him in the office. Um, I think he's a very effective villain, because he's very good at, like, tearing, tearing the the Avengers apart. Mm. Um, and just, like... Like, yeah, he's just learning. Like, you know, he don't, he can't help but that he's an AI mm. and, and all this kind of stuff like that. And he's just trying to, like, figure it all out. So you think he's the and best everything. villain? Um, I don't know if he's the best villain. I don't know if Thanos is the best villain. It depends on what you consider to be good villainy. Mm. If good villainy is... Um, the ability to truly believe that what you're doing is right, then yes, Thanos is probably the best villain. I guess, like, in terms of criteria... And, like, and like power and stuff like that, then Thanos would be the best villain. I think, like, in terms of good villains, like, you want, like, good motivation, um, you want good character development. Yeah. And, like, they should seem villainous. Like, I guess they seem, like, evil. Like, seem yeah. like, like what they're doing is wrong, even if they believe it's right. Mm. So I think that definitely applies to Loki... Yeah. I think it definitely applies to Vulture, and I think it definitely applies to Thanos. So I would probably go... Me, personally, I'm probably going to go Thanos number one, yeah. Loki number two, Vulture number three. Yeah. But they're like kind of a hair away from each other, because I think they're all developed really well. Yeah. Thanos just has that menace that needs... Like, Loki, I never find menacing. I'm just like... No, that's true. Uh, in fact, Vulture, I think, is more menacing than Loki. Like, cause he's, yeah, absolutely. He'll do anything to protect his family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I suppose I'd agree with you. But mm. yeah, and I'd chuck, I'd chuck in Ultron as well. Mm. Um, I don't really know where I'd chuck him in in terms of that. Probably number four, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'd, ch- I'd chuck him in. Okay, cool. Um, I guess my last question then is... You said that was your last question. No, no, I said uh, my next question. Yeah. And now my last question. If you have one, what is your score for Avengers Infinity War? Okay, so... I don't know where this number came from, but it's stuck in my head... And I can't bring myself to go lower or higher for any reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it an 8.9. An 8.9. So that's actually ranked lower than a lot of other things you've ranked, I think. It's lower than Spider. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know. That's okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, criticizing. That's just where I am at this point in time. Yeah. Like, you know, next week I might feel different. That's the thing. Like, this film is so... There's so much going on. Yeah. That... Um, it's hard to like, and it's never. My feeling is never like, oh, it's bad. Like, I'm always like, it's good. It's just kind of like it's just figuring everything out and balancing yeah. everything. Um, it's yeah, it's so 
Yeah, there's some, and the other thing is, like, it's a part one. Like, it is definitely its own standalone film, but we know there's more coming. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a decimal point that I've never used before. I'm going to go beyond a five, and I'm yeah. going to just do 0.5. I'm going to use the same digits as you, but I'm going to rock a 9.8. Oh, okay. I love this movie. Yeah. I love it so much. Like, I um, I was so surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Like, I was... Because when you get excited about stuff, you're often let down. Like, and I think I said beforehand, like, with the of Spider-Man, every Marvel film I've been to in the last few years, I've come away maybe a little bit disappointed in some way or other, just because yeah. my expectations are so high. And as high as my expectations were for this film... I wasn't let down. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking like a 9.5 sort of thing. But again, like, I, I literally, I have no idea what to rate it. Yeah. I'm going to say this. We've got, we've got, we've thrown some numbers out there. Nothing's locked in yet. All we know, this is a great film. And if you listen to this, you should have seen it by now. If you listen to this without seeing it, shame on you. <laughs> but still go and see it. Because we really do like a, like, this stuff we haven't even touched on. Like, it's yeah, such a, no, that's right. There's so much we haven't talked about. Um, but um, you should like, if you haven't gone to see it, go see it. If you have seen it, go and see it again. I'm definitely going to see it again next week. Um, it's it's kind of mind blowing. It's it's crazy that this film exists. That a giant purple grimace with a ye- <laughs> with a yellow glove yeah uh, is in this movie. But he is. Um, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Past the Remote. Um, you can find me on all social media at James Chalmers Seven. You can find Tina on YouTube and on Instagram at Tina's Hair and Beauty. Yep, and I have a new vlog post up about my Harry Potter haul, so you can go and check that out. Uh, I also do a quick little shout-out for a friend of mine, uh, my friend Josh, who's been on this show before. Um, he's a, a game designer. He has got his own company called Deadleaf Games. They just released their first ever trailer for their brand new game. I say they. It's him. He is the only person there. Uh, he's got a game coming out on Mac and PC later this year called Nom Nom Apocalypse. I played some of... It wasn't even beta. I played it like while I was in development, and it's incredible. Um, the trailer's really, really fun, and like gives you a really good look at what this game is, especially when you know only one person really worked on it. So jump on his Facebook page, Dead Leaf Games, check out Twitter, go watch the trailer. Uh, it's so much fun, and give him some support, because uh, he definitely deserves it. Uh, Nick Owen will be back next week. I'm pretty sure he just messaged me saying Monday night, uh, which means I will see him, and hopefully we'll do some recording as well. Uh, I'd love to get his opinions on Infinity War. All I've heard from him so far was a text message that simply said, what did I just watch? Um, So that's going to do it. Tina's tired. We're going to put her to bed. Uh, I'm James Chalmers, and we'll see you next time. See you later.